Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dad's Bedtime Stories. This is another special catch-up episode with episodes 10 through 12 all together in one without any white noise. If you want to write to me um, with any suggestions or ideas or stories for the future, my email is dad.bedtimestories at gmail.com. Make sure you ask your parents first. Here we go with episode 10, The Dino Riders. You wake up in the morning, stretch, and get out of bed. Again, there's breakfast waiting for you on the kitchen table. You go and eat it. It's only then that you remember you're on the dinosaur planet. You look around, and you remember that you were sleeping in a little pod with a living room, a kitchen, a playroom, and a bedroom. When you look out the window, you see forests, trees, and dinosaurs. You go out your front door, and you see the little village that was created by the robots around the portal. There's a bunch of sleeping cabins, some common buildings, pretty much everything you can imagine. And the whole thing was surrounded by a big energy fence to keep out the dinosaurs. You remember the cave people you met the day before. Spaceship, you say? Yes, says the spaceship flying over towards you, still in its tiny little size. I have an idea, but I'm gonna need some help. What is your idea? asks the spaceship. I'm gonna go get all of my friends that I can think of in my class and bring them back here to the dinosaur planet. And I'm gonna get them to help me capture some dinosaurs. Oh, says the spaceship. That sounds fun. Why are you catching the dinosaurs? Asks the spaceship. Because I met a group of people that I think could use some dinosaurs. Oh, says the spaceship. The cave people? Good idea. I should warn you about interfering in the lives of alien species that are not as developed as yourself. But I'm not going to. Oh, well that's lucky. Okay, well, you print up some collars and I'm gonna go back through the portal and get my friends. That is a great idea. May I suggest you take these? Spaceship hands you a huge pile of watches. Watches? Hey, these are just like my watch. Do these turn into spacesuits just like mine? Yes, I thought you could give them to your friends so they could fly and be protected, says the spaceship. That's a great idea. All right, and that reminds me that I can just put my spacesuit on and fly to my friends' houses 
That'll make it quicker while you're here printing the collars. Yes, have fun, says the spaceship. You press your watch and slowly a suit transforms out of it around your arm and your body and your legs. You think about flying and you gently float up into the air. You fly through the portal and arrive in your shed. You open the door and walk outside. You fly high up in the air, high above all the buildings and trees, high above your house and all of the places that surround it. One by one, you fly to your friends' houses. You give them a watch and you watch as each one presses the button on it and a spacesuit folds out to cover their whole body. You teach them how to fly and together you go to your next friend's house. You decide who it is. You do the same thing with the next friend and you do this again and again until you've gathered enough friends to help you collect some dinosaurs. You and your friends fly back to your house, high up above the town or city where you live. You see the ground below, and you gently come in for a landing. You open the door to the shed, press the button, and the portal activates, glowing bright blue. You jump through the portal to the other side. You show your friends the new base camp you've made, and you give each of them their own pod. You show them the collars and how to use them by demonstrating and putting it on a raptor-like dinosaur. The raptor-like dinosaur becomes nice and allows you to climb on top of it and ride it. May I interrupt, says the spaceship. Uh, what is it, spaceship? I have created dinosaur saddles, says the spaceship. Dinosaur saddles? That sounds cool. Yes, it is cool, says the spaceship. Here, the spaceship hands you a handful of what look like little tiny blocks. Each one turns into a saddle. When you need them, just throw them in the air and they will fold out, says the spaceship. Okay, well guys, let's split up. Everyone take a collar and a saddle. You hand each of them a collar and a saddle and then you fly high up into the air using your spacesuit and start searching the area for the perfect dinosaur. You come across a blue raptor covered in scales and feathers. I think this is the one you say to spaceship. Good idea says the spaceship. It looks 
Perfect. Yeah, thanks, spaceship. Now, you sneak around from that side and distract it. If you can scare it, it'll probably jump up into the air and I can jump out from behind and put the collar on it. Sounds good, says the spaceship. The spaceship flies around to the other side. Suddenly, it turns into a robot and jumps up and says, Boogity, boogity, boo, while shaking its arms up in the air. The dinosaur just looks at it, tilting its head slightly to the side, wondering what this strange creature is. You tiptoe up from behind the dinosaur, trying to be as quiet as you can, while the dinosaur just looks strangely at the robot. As soon as you get close enough, you jump up in the air onto the dinosaur's back and close the collar around its neck. The dinosaur shoots its head up straight and says, Oh, well, that's a great relief. You speak too? Well, of course I do, us dinosaurs. We are just very angry most of the time, but this collar suddenly makes me feel very chatty. Very chatty indeed, says the dinosaur. Uh, why do you have an accent? How am I supposed to know? You're the one who put this collar on me. Okay, um, what kind of accent is that? Well, I don't know the answer to that either. It's probably an accent that's going to change a great deal the more I talk. Oh, okay, well... Anyways, let's get on with things. The dinosaur turns around to look at you. Well, what do you want to do? I think I'm going to take you to a group of people you'll like very much. It's a group of cavemen who are just trying to survive, and they could use some help. Well, that sounds like a jolly good time, says the dinosaur. Come on, jump on. You remember that you have the saddle. You throw the cube up into the air and it transforms into a saddle. You pick up the saddle, put it on the back of the dinosaur, it clips itself around the dinosaur, and little stirrups pop out for you to stand on. You jump on top and give the dinosaur a little kick. Hey, that's not very nice, says the dinosaur. Oh, sorry, um, well, let's go that way. Without hesitation, the dinosaur turns in the direction you're asking it to and starts to run. You run all the way back to your camp, and when you get there, you're greeted by all of your friends. Each one of them has a brand new dinosaur of a slightly different color. All of them are raptors. Follow me, you say to your friends. Your friends follow you through the forest back to the place where the cave people live. When you get to the gate, one of the guards goes inside to tell somebody you're there. And out of the village walks the village leader along with a bunch 
of soldiers or guards, each one holding a large spear. I've brought you a gift, you say. Dinosaurs! That's amazing, says the leader of the camp. Spaceship translating for you, of course. Because as you may recall, he really sounds like... But we'll skip that part today. We brought these dinosaurs because you told me you were in danger. I thought that the dinosaurs would be able to help. If we teach you to be dino riders, you'll be able to protect yourselves from the other dinosaurs. You and your friends spend the day teaching the cave people to be dino riders. Eventually, ten of them each have a dinosaur and are getting pretty good at riding it around. That's when you hear a huge growl. <sighs> then, two huge tyrannosauruses jump out in front of the cave. They start growling and chomping their teeth together. Most of the cave people run to hide inside the cave, but the ten dinosaur riders turn to face the Tyrannosaurus. Each of them crouches down, holds out their spear, and then starts running towards the Tyrannosaurus. Before long, the two Tyrannosauruses are surrounded by cave people on dinosaurs. The cave people use a rope to wrap around the Tyrannosaurus's legs. You watch as around each dinosaur, one cave person takes one end of the rope and the other takes the other end. They run in opposite directions, winding up the legs of the dinosaur. This is ingenious, you say. Before long, the dinosaur's legs have been pulled straight together, and the two Tyrannosauruses fall over on their sides. Before long, they're able to break free and jump back up in the air. Both of them roar loudly but they look around at the dinosaurs, and you can see in their eyes that you know they've been defeated. They both turn and walk away. The cave people cheer, and they run back and lift you up in the air, bouncing you around on their shoulders as they yell and dance and celebrate. This is the beginning of a new era, the leader says. Thank you very much. You are welcome in our village anytime. You and your friends each press the button on their watches, and once they're covered in their spacesuits, jump up into the air, flying high into the sky. It's starting to get dark out so you can't see very much. But once you're up high enough in the distance, you can see the energy fence that surrounds your camp. You lead your friends back towards it, 
and land in the center. Each of your friends is very tired. You say goodnight to all of them, and each of you heads to their own cabin. When you get to yours, you press the button to take your spacesuit off, and you immediately climb into bed. Your eyes feel very heavy after such a long day. You get comfortable in the covers. You notice if there's anywhere you're holding any tension. And with each breath, you let a little more of the tension go. Allowing yourself to sink down into the mattress. And allowing yourself to drift off to dreams. And if you're still awake, we're going to move on to episode 11, The Dragons. You wake up in the morning in your camp on the dinosaur planet. You leave the sleeping pod you were in, and you head outside to see how your friends are doing. One by one, each of your friends comes out from the sleeping pods that they were in. They stretch and they head to the center of the sleeping area where there's a huge fire pit with lots of seats around it. You and your friends sit around the fire and the spaceship appears. Hello, what would you like for breakfast? Each of your friends tells the spaceship what they'd like for breakfast and he disappears. Before long, a team of robots appears and brings each one the breakfast that they want. While eating breakfast, your friends ask you questions about the coolest thing you've seen on the dinosaur planet. You tell them how you found this one dinosaur who had wings. Actually, you think, he's right over there. You point towards the winged dinosaur in the distance. He looks over at you and kind of turns his head to the side. Do you guys want to go meet him, you ask? Sure, they all say. We've never seen a dragon before. A dragon, you ask? What do you mean a dragon? He's a... Oh, yeah, you realize. He is a dragon. You walk up to the dragon and say, Hey, dragon, these are my friends. Nice to meet you, says the dragon. By the way, I've been meaning to come up with a name for you. Why would you come up with a name for me? Asks the dragon. I already have a name. Really? You ask. What's your name? My name's Bill, says the dragon. Bill? You're a dragon named Bill? Well, okay, I guess that's as good of a name as any other name. Well, good to meet you, Bill, your friends say. They start to ask Bill hundreds of questions. You try to calm them down, saying, People, people... Bill can't answer this many questions. I'm happy I found him. He's one of a kind. 
What do you mean, one of a kind? Says Bill. Well, I assumed you were the only one of your kind. I mean, there were no other dragons around when we went looking for that metal. It was just you. It was just me there, because it was my job to look after the metal, says Bill. So there's other dragons, you ask? Of course there's other dragons. If there weren't any other dragons, there couldn't be one dragon. It's just a thing. It's just how nature works, you know. How many other dragons are there, you ask? Uh, I don't know, like... A lot of dragons. Uh, there's my family. There's other families. I don't know. There's there's quite a few dragons back in my village. You live in a village? You ask? Well, not really a village. Just kind of a place where we, uh, we live and we leave the uh, dinosaurs that we eat. It's uh, pretty disgusting, actually. Can we go there? You ask. Uh, I, I guess, uh, climb on back. Bill bends down, allowing you and your friends to climb on his back. He's absolutely huge, so there's lots of room to do it. Once you and all of your friends have climbed on Bill's back, Bill starts flapping his enormous wings and takes off into the sky. You fly higher and higher until he's soaring above clouds. You can feel the wind against your face. You and your friends look down at the earth below you. Well, alien earth anyways. And you look out at the sky around you. You see pterodactyls flying as well riding the air. It's peaceful and calm. Eventually, Bill starts to descend and lowers himself further and further towards the earth. Eventually, he lands in a huge field and he says, Hey guys, come meet my friends. Suddenly, out of the bushes run several different dragons, about ten of them. They start to look at you as if you look very tasty. They lick their lips and they start chomping their jaws together. Oh, I forgot something, says Bill. <laughs> well, before you put that collar on me, well, now that I think of it, I was kind of angry all the time and really just wanted to eat people. You were angry all the time and you wanted to eat people? So you're saying that those guys want to eat us? I thought you said they were nice. Uh, they are nice, says the dragon. But, uh... They're just not nice all the time, I guess. You know you know what I mean. You know how people get, says Bill. I know how people get. We have to get out of here. Suddenly, one of the dragons 
blows a huge plume of fire out of its mouth. You and your friends scream and run and jump on top of Bill. You guys can blow fire out of your mouths? Of course we can. We're dragons. What did you expect? I don't know what to expect from dragons. I've never met a dragon before. Well, expect fire, I guess. What else can I say? You and your friends, now on top of the dragon, start to fly up into the air. But the other dragons start to follow you. Bill tries to fly away as fast as he can. He dodges streams of fire being shot from the other dragons. But they start to get closer and closer and closer until they're almost biting Bill's tail. Hey guys, knock it off! These are my friends, Bill says. But the other dragons just roar and shoot fire out of their mouths. Can you, like, shoot fire back at them or something? Oh, I can, but they're my friends. I don't want to hurt them. But they're trying to eat you right now. They're not trying to eat me. I'm immune to fire. They're just trying to eat you guys. Well, we don't want them to eat us. Well, then you have to get off of me because I can't fly fast enough with you guys up here. But we can't fly without you up. Wait a second. We can fly. Guys, I forgot we had spacesuits. You and all your friends slam the palm of their hand onto their foreheads at the same time. Ugh, they say. Each of them presses the button on their watch and a spacesuit starts to fold out over their arms and their body and their legs and their head until you and all of your friends are covered in metallic armor. As you recall, all you have to do to use it is to just think about flying and you do. So you and all of your friends jump up in the air and begin to fly. Without you on his back, Bill starts to fly faster and faster, and you and your friends head straight back towards the camp. On the way there, you radio Spaceship. Spaceship, you say. We're on our way back to the camp. We're going to need some of those control collars that you have. But I am out of control collars, says the Spaceship. I will start printing more. How long will that take, you ask Spaceship? It should take one hour. We don't have an hour. We're on the way there being followed by some bloodthirsty, fire-breathing dragons. That's not good, says Spaceship. No, it's not good. What are we going to do about it? I suggest... Not bringing dragons with you. That's not a good suggestion, you say. We have no choice at this point. Let me think about it. When you arrive at the camp with the energy shield, Bill says, Oh, I'm sure glad we're here. I really like that meat that that replicator thing makes me. 
The meat, you say. Let's just replicate a bunch of meat and feed it to them. Then maybe they'll eat that instead of us. Spaceship, make as much replicated meat as you can. Making meat now. Spaceship? Yes. Why is it that you can make replicated meat really quickly, but not collars? I don't know, says the spaceship. Eh, oh well, I'll think about this later, you say. You race down towards the replicator, and when you get there, you all pick up a piece of food and throw it out in front of you. When the dragons smell the food, they immediately forget about you, fly down to the ground and start chomping away on the food. Before long, they all look over at you, and you look at them, and they say, Oh, hey Bill, how are you? Good, says Bill. Uh, sorry about that, uh, trying to eat your friends thing there, uh, you know, uh, we sometimes get a little hangry, as I call it, you know, uh, hungry and angry at the same time, and, uh, but, uh, this, this food that you guys gave us, this stuff's really good. Do you have any more of this stuff? I could eat it all day. Well, you say, we have a lot more of it. As much as you want, actually, on one condition. Oh, what's that? I need you guys to become our dragons. What do you mean, your dragons? Like you own us? No, 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 no. You say, it would be like a partnership. Like, we'd ride you, you'd fly us places... We'd solve crime, go on adventures, you know, normal dragon ridery sort of things, you explain to the dragons. Uh, okay, that sounds alright to us, right everyone? All of the dragons look at each other, nod, and they agree. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Free food forever, and all they have to do is go on fun adventures with children. After agreeing, you meet the different dragons and each of your friends picks one of them to be their dragon. Each is a different color. Some are shiny, some are dull, some are blue, red, brown, black, and one even kinda shines a silvery kinda color. After talking to them for a while, the dragons start to get a little bit sleepy one by one, they yawn and lay down on the grass and fall asleep. You and your friends decide that it might be about time to do the same. You head back to your sleeping pods. You go inside yours, lay down on your bed and say, Spaceship, turn out the lights. I'm going right to sleep. You let your eyes close. It feels so nice to be laying on your bed. Spaceship, you say, can you put on some noise or something? All I can hear is those dinosaurs snoring. Yes, says the spaceship. Here, 
is some noise for you. Slowly, you start to hear the sound of white noise appear, getting louder and louder as you get more and more tired, your eyes becoming heavier and heavier as you allow yourself to drift off to the world of sleep and dreams. And if you're still awake, we're going to move on to episode 12, The Dragon Riders. You and your friends wake up on the dinosaur planet. You leave the pod you're sleeping in and go out to meet all of your friends at the campfire pit. You all sit around the campfire as the spaceship brings you each something to eat. While you're eating breakfast, you talk about what you're going to do with the dragons you found yesterday. We could become rescuers, one of your friends says. We could, like, go around the planet and rescue people. But who would we rescue, another one of your friends says. Like, there aren't even any people on this planet. You're right, you say. There aren't people on this planet. Well, other than cave people, but not really the same thing. But I know a planet where there are people. Our planet. We can't go to our planet, can we? Says your friend. Well, I think we can. I mean, there's a portal right there. But the dragons are too big to fit through the portal. I can solve that. Spaceship, make yourself into a really big dinosaur slash dragon carrying spaceship. The spaceship grows, it grows, and it grows, and it grows until it's bigger than you ever imagined it could become. It lands outside the protective fence because it's too big to fit inside the protected area. Let's go, you say to your friends. But, says one of your friends, what, we can't bring dinosaurs or dragons back to our planet. Won't people be really afraid of them? That's a good point, you say. But I think I have an idea. I have the perfect place where they can live. Where's that, your friend asks. Well, recently, I built a giant treehouse out of an alien seed from another planet. And I think it would be the perfect place to hide out when we're not saving people. You built a treehouse on top of an alien tree that you planted? Your friend asks. Yes, you say. Don't you remember? Why would I remember that? I wasn't there. Oh yeah, good point. Well, I'll show you. Anyway, follow me. You and all of your friends and all of your dragons get inside the spaceship. Now what are we going to do? Fly all the way home? No, we'll go through the portal, you say. But this is way too big to fit through the portal, one of your friends points out. It's too big right now, but it won't be when we go through. Spaceship, do the thing. 
the spaceship starts to shrink and shrink and shrink with you and all of the dragons and all of your friends inside it. It shrinks down until it's a perfect size to fit right through the portal. But you shrunk us, says one of your friends. Yep, I do it all the time. It'll be fine, don't worry about it, you say. The portal turns on and glows a bright blue color. You fly straight through it and burst through the door of your shed. Ooh, you say. I forgot that the shed door might not be opened. My mom is going to be very upset. Don't worry, says the spaceship. I will get it fixed. The spaceship sends out a robot that immediately starts fixing the shed door. Thanks, spaceship. You're the best. Now, let's go to the treehouse, you say. You fly high up into the air above the clouds. You fly for a long time over top of trees and mountains and lakes until you come to the mountain where you put the treehouse. On top of the mountain is a huge tree, about 60 feet wide or even bigger at the base. It shoots all the way up into the sky, almost reaching above the clouds. At the top of it is a huge treehouse. You make the ship grow again to its full size and landed on top of the mountain. You and all of the dragons walk out, now your regular size again. Suddenly, you hear, oh, What's going on? One of your friends says, What's that? It's just me, says the bear, coming out of the cave. Who are all these people, and what are these things? says the bear. Oh, don't worry, bear. These are just my dragons and my friends. How have you been? Oh, I've been pretty good, says the bear. All that stuff you made me in that food replicator, oh, that is so good. That is the best food I've ever had in my life. Oh, I better not have to share it with these guys. Oh, don't worry, you tell the bear. We'll just make another replicator for them. Spaceship, get on it. The spaceship sends robots out to build a replicator and some other important things for dinosaurs to live there. You and your friends put on your spacesuits. You press the button on your watch and the spacesuit folds out of your watch around your entire body, covering you in a spacesuit that looks more like armor. You think about flying and you fly up into the air. It's a very freeing feeling. You lead your friends all the way up to the top of the treehouse where the base is and bring them inside. Spaceship, can you make more beds for my friends? Yes, on it. Suddenly robots fly in and start constructing more beds for your friends. And Spaceship, what about like a command center sort of area where we can kind of look at what crimes are going on and figure out how to solve them. 
great idea. I am on it. And spaceship, why don't we create something that can go look for issues for us to solve, like maybe some little robots that fly around cities and different parts of the world, and then report back if there's trouble we can help solve. Great idea. Would you like me to construct a portal at this site as well? That's a great idea, you say. And maybe you can create portals in other places too, just to make it easier for us to get to uh, different destinations. Yes, I can. Oh, 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 spaceship? Make sure they're big enough for dragons. Great point, says the spaceship. I will get on it. Thanks, spaceship. After a while, the spaceship has created, with the help of his robots, a whole bunch of beds, a command center, and a fleet of little tiny robots the size of flies that he sends off to different parts of the world. The robots will report back when there is trouble. That's great, spaceship, you say. I wonder what kind of trouble it'll find first. An alien invasion, robbers robbing a bank, maybe like some sort of crazy war we could help solve. Yeah, your friends say, that would be awesome. Beep, 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 beep. What's that? That is the alert says the spaceship. What is it? What's going on? There is a friend at your school being bullied. A friend at our school being bullied? Well, it doesn't sound like the biggest problem in the world, but we may as well solve it. Dragon defenders, mount your dragons. You and your friends all jump on their dragons. The dragons start flapping their wings and you fly high up into the air. You fly above the clouds and again you fly over trees and lakes and mountains. Eventually you see your school in the distance. There it is, says one of your friends. You land just outside the school. You and your friends take off your armor and walk on to the schoolyard. Hey, you, what are you doing to our friend? Huh? Says the bully. What are you gonna do about it? Some of his friends pop up behind him. Yeah, kid, what are you gonna do about it? What am I going to do about it, you say? Well, I'm not really going to do much about it. Well then, you better watch out. This isn't your problem, but I can give you problems if you want me to, says the bully. Well, I don't really want you to give me problems, you say, but I'm going to have to insist that you don't give him problems either. Him? What are you going to do about it? The bully walks up to you. 
and grabs you by the shirt, pulling you up towards him. Oh, what am I going to do about it? It's not really what I'm going to do about it, you say. It's what they're going to do about it. Them? Your friends? They don't really look like they'd be too much trouble for me, says the bully. Oh, those friends? No, not those friends. I mean, they might be a little bit of trouble for you, but I was thinking of these friends. Suddenly, all ten dragons jump up over the fence of the schoolyard and land in front of the school bully. His eyes go huge. One of the dragon blows a plume of fire up into the air. And that's when you see the bully's pants start to get wet. He got so scared that he peed his pants. Everybody starts laughing and pointing at the bully who peed his pants. And he runs away, very upset and incredibly scared about the possibly man-eating dragons that have arrived on the schoolyard. You and your friends put your spacesuits back on, jump on your dragons, and fly back to the treehouse. When you arrive, you all have a celebratory meal, give each other high fives, and then realize, well, that was all in a good day's work, but I think it's time for bed. One by one, you go to your beds, climb inside, turn off the lights, and close your eyes. Spaceship, put on some of that noise I like so much, you say. As you hear the noise starting to build, you notice if there's anywhere you're holding tension and you gradually let it go. You let yourself sink down into the mattress deeper and deeper and you let yourself drift off to sleep.